Watts on Mix 93.8. My special guest in studio, uh, we say a very warm welcome to Andre Hoffman from My Techie. Hello, Andre. Good evening, David, and good evening to the listeners. It's a, it, listen, my ticky already sounds like the kind of thing I'm going to need, but uh, you might you might be able to explain to us a little differently as as we go through. But first and foremost, I always like to ask my guest, tell me a little bit about Andre. Who is Andre? Are, are you Joburg born and bred? You know, give me a little bit of background and what led up to my ticky. Excellent. Well, I'm South African, born in Durban, Itekweni. Okay. Um, actually, in the Union of South Africa, if you wouldn't, you, know, you can believe that. <laughs> that gives away my age. Um, so, moved up to Johannesburg in uh, 2001 or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. But mostly Durban boy, um, now in the Lions country. And spent the last 38 years of my life in telecommunications. I have to just interrupt you there. So, have you stayed true to your Natalian roots? Absolutely. I'm a shark supporter. Yes. Okay. You can I stay. Do, I do support the Lions occasionally. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> against province. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. Carry, carry on, Andre. So, t- uh, 38 years in telecoms, joined the Department of Post and Telecommunications back in 1980. And this weather that we're having today reminds me of one of my discussions with uh, a boss it was a rainy day like today, yeah. and we walk in there and we get to work and, and we say to him, listen, boss, uh, the, the weather is really not good. We can't go out. He says, what? Pulls an umbrella out from behind his chair and says, go and do the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, the good old days when things worked differently. They worked differently. So the, my background is telecommunications. The last job I had was with a company called Link Africa, which is big into the fiber to the home space. Um, well, basically building networks in cities and around cities and to homes and to businesses. So that's my background. I'm a, a past president of the South African Institute of Electrical Engineers. Okay, now just just stop. Let me because this is now for my edification and delight. <laughs> An electrical engineer. What is what does that mean? Because you you very often hear the term bandied around. And I've seen some people on TV who say they're electrical engineers, but I doubt it. So tell me, I mean, what is the difference between an electrical engineer and your average guy that drives around in a bucky and comes and replaces light fixtures and fittings? Okay, so I just want to put a disclaimer in there. I don't work for Eskom. <laughs> but the guy in the bucky probably knows more. <laughs> um, the electrical engineering discipline is quite yeah. broad. Mm-hmm. It covers everything from uh, the light current engineering, which is what I was involved in, telecommunications electronics, to the heavy current power engineering, which we understand when the lights go on and off and power generation. So it's very broad, and there's obviously lots of disciplines, sub-disciplines within that. My specific um, focus was telecommunications. I did a national higher diploma in telecommunications back in the 1980s. And um, uh, through that, I registered with the um, South African Institute of Electrical Engineers and with the Engineering Council of South Africa as a professional engineering technologist. Okay, so so when you when you talk telecommunications, um, this is 
I mean, now now when you think telecommunications, you mentioned that you worked for uh, the, the, the the company that installed sort of the fiber and everything. That is essentially telecommunications these Absolutely. days. Absolutely. It's the foundation of the internet. And in fact, we're sitting in a, in a studio tonight broadcasting out via telecommunications networks. Yes. Um, satellite networks, fiber networks, terrestrial microwave networks, all of those things are the industry that I'm involved in. Okay, so we should have phoned you when we were putting this together. No, no. Your call is important to us. You are calling number 36,000 in the queue. Okay, so uh, you, you've most recently uh, been employed, but now you decided this employment thing is not for you. Um, it seems like there's more and more of, can I say, people of our mature status that are starting their own businesses these days. Is, is it Because this is a fairly recent thing my techie or is it something that you've you've been thinking about for a while yeah david i've been cooking this for at least two years in my uh you know head i suppose retrenched a year ago but i don't like that word retrenched let's call it repurposed (laughs) (laughs) um you you find yourself in a situation at times where you've got a lot of experience and and I believe I have a lot of experience I've got a lot of network I've got a lot of people that we know I know but I also in my involvement with the Institute of Electrical Engineers discovered that there were a lot of young people out there that couldn't find work it's it's an anomaly that we face in a country which is um, deficient in, 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 in jobs there are people that are qualified with BTEC degrees BEng degrees diplomas and they're struggling to find work. Uh, we retrenched um, last year one-third of our staff in the company that I worked for. Um, the bigger companies like Telcom, Vodacom, MTN from time to time are retrenching hordes of staff. It's it's an anomaly that we face. And I don't think it's a South African one. It's a global problem. So but we, why is that? Why are we retrenching so many people? Is it because of an economy, an economic downturn? Or is it because... Technology is making a lot of us redundant. I think it's because of accountants. But anyway... Um, oh, the bean counters. <laughs> no, Every I'm, entrepreneur's favorite person. No, no. It, look, it is technology. It's business. It's economics. It's hardcore economics. When it comes down to uh, making a profit, uh, sometimes the the shareholders and the decision makers are looking at cost and it's unfortunate that sometimes the very best resources in the in the team go, which you know, businesses ultimately have to be sustainable. Mm, and I it, guess, it, yeah. Uh, from time to time, they may make a decision to throw some furniture overboard so that the boat can still float. It's a tough decision. It's not an easy decision. I don't think boards and executives make those decisions lightly. But I think it's a global phenomenon, phenomenon, and it's to a certain degree due to automation. Due to, uh, as engineers, we make things easier. The reason why, um, you know, we can build stuff today is because there's machines that can do a lot of the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. So we, as humans, have to adapt to that. We have to think of different ways to make ourselves economically viable. And that's where the MyTechie concept comes about. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll find out exactly what MyTechie is. My guest in studio, founder of MyTechie, Andre Hoffman. David Watts on Mix 93.8. Monday night is what's involved. My guest in studio, Andre Hoffman, uh, founder. Is that is that the correct term, founder of MyTechie? Yes, David, founder and CEO. Founder, CEO, chief cook, bottle yeah, washer. Hello. 
So oh God, everything. I, as I understand it, it's it's a startup. So so let me get into this because when I originally heard about you, and uh, I heard my techie, the first thing was like you know these nerds on wheels that'll come and help you fix your printer or your computer if it's broken. So. I was kind of expecting that right up until I chatted to you. And then I was like, okay, this is just a little more. So take me through what is my techie. David, the analogy I like to use is Airbnb. People kind of understand it or Uber, they kind of understand it. Airbnb is a situation on the one side where people have accommodation, different sizes, different feature sets in different towns at different times at different prices. On the other side of Airbnb, you've got travelers, say like yourself or or myself, we want to go to Cape Town on the 15th, 16th of May. We look on Airbnb, we find a suitable accommodation, we like it, so we book it. What does Airbnb do? Airbnb takes that information and it goes to the owner and it books it. It says, Andre wants to go to Cape Town on the 15th, 16th and 17th of May. Please make sure your room is available for him. TikTok, we come along to the 15th of May, I arrive in Cape Town, I knock on the door, I get the key of my apartment, I have access to the apartment for the two or three days that I'm at a conference there. And and what does Airbnb do? Airbnb then has already taken my money, mm-hmm. it then pays uh, the money to the owner of the accommodation and keeps its share. So my techie, you can think of like that, you could call it air techie if you like. What it has on the one side is technicians who have skills. Lots of different technicians in the RCT environment, information, communications, and te- uh, technology environment. We're focusing to start with on telecommunications, but we're going to move very quickly into RT as well. Okay. So we match four things. The skill of the technician with the need of the customer in a proximity at a specific time, obviously at a specific price, because the technicians are independent contractor, they set their pricing for what they do. In my industry, there's an explosion of fiber to the home and fiber to the business around yeah. South Africa. Yes. And uh, there's a lot of work to be done, but w- we see that as just the beginning of the tsunami of technology. You've heard of the Internet of Things. Indeed we have. So what is happening is once you get that broadband connection at a home or business, that's not the end of it. That's just the beginning. You have to put down, first of all, you have to get that fiber installed. You put down a piece of equipment at the end of it called an optical network terminal. You then put a router on the end of that, which generates a Wi-Fi signal, which gives you and I the internet. And then you can start connect devices. I like to think of it as spreading the broadband butter into a building and into an, uh, uh, an office. So we have, are taking technicians and we're converting them into tech entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And what my techie does is gives them an opportunity to be their own boss. All right, so, so give me an example now. Um, I am... Give me a sort of company and a technician type and walk me through that. Okay, so let's use a a common example. Telcom is the biggest company in South Africa at the moment as far as telecommunications is is concerned. Mm. They have a big fiber business and they have a big uh, copper base on ADSL, which is the older technology, and they're converting that into fiber-based. So what they do is they go to their customer base and they try and sell a fiber service. And if they do sell a fiber service, which they do to many of their customers, they then dispatch a technician. 
to go and install that optical fiber at your house or my house. Recently, I um, had the privilege of having fiber, and it's, remember, it's a privilege. Fiber is not available to everyone in South Africa yet. Don't even get me started, because <laughs> so where I stay, I'll tell you about what, I, and then I'll use myself as an example, but, but carry on. Fiber is a privilege. So we, we managed to get fiber. I'm not uh, in a telecom uh, footprint. I'm actually in a Vomitel footprint. So um, we can use that as an example. Vormatel is a similar company to, to OpenServe Telcom. They, they also build fiber networks. And then they use technicians to actually deliver it at your house. So what happens is you place an order with your – usually you place an order as a, as a subscriber with an internet service provider. Yes. Like MWeb or Afrihost or any one of the hundreds of internet cool ideas yeah. type of internet service provider. Those are the people that actually give you the service that you want. Mm-hmm. But that works – on an underlying infrastructure uh, called optical fiber, usually provided by uh, a telecom open serve or a Vumatel type of company. Um, what is happening in our industry is it's, it's breaking up into these wholesale retail f- little things. Nevertheless, a technician is dispatched by one of these companies to your house, usually a team of two or three technicians in a bucky. They have a roll of cable and they uh, knock on your door and they say, we're here to install your fiber. They then route that cable either aerial or underground, depending on what's available in your particular situation. Mm -hmm. And then they terminate it uh, in your house at an appropriate place, usually at the closest wall that they can come to, which isn't necessarily the best place to put a router. But they just mine was in my kitchen when (laughs) I lived here in Midrand. So they remember they're working for a company and they're governed by. Uh, their own standards and costs, so they are instructed to to put this uh, device as you know as cheaply as possible because uh, customers like ourselves don't want to pay too much. In fact, we try to get as much as possible for as little as possible. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's a once-off charge, sometimes there isn't, or it gets built into a contract. Anyway, they they come along, they install this thing, and that's just the the physical layer one um, foundation. It's like the road. They've just built the driveway into your house and now that you've got a, um, a garage at the end of it or a, a place mm-hmm. to park your car. But you still need the technology to deliver internet. So okay. they then convert that optical fiber, which is a, a an optical signal, obviously. It's called optical fiber. Mm-hmm. They convert that optical signal into an electrical signal, which gives you an ethernet connection that you can connect a router to. So that's all done by usually the same team. But it may not be the internet service provider. So in my case, for example, uh, Vumatel installed the optical fiber and the optical network terminal, but MWeb had to come along and install the router, which was uh, another truck roll on another day with a different technician. Okay, but and so so what you're saying then is those technicians may not work full-time for the company. They may be employed on a contractual basis. Well, in most cases, they are contractors to those companies anyway, through uh, intermediary bigger contractors. What we are doing with MyTechie is offering them a direct opportunity to work for themselves. They have a skill. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will empower them with other uh, technical and soft skills. And we'll build an ecosystem so they can have access to test equipment, they can have access to vehicles, they can have access to um, even things like medical aid. We're going to try and create the opportunity for them to be sustainable, middle-class members of our society. But they are, in any case, working either 
directly as contractors to those companies or as subcontractors to other contractors. But we are make, giving them a vehicle now to work on a white label basis for any service provider in South Africa in any town or city in South Africa. And at a later stage for individuals as well. Correct. So to start with, we're B2B, business to business, but yeah. the next phase will be business to consumer. So you will have your smart TV, but uh, you don't know how to connect it up. You're not quite sure uh, how to interface it with your surround sound system, or maybe you want to connect it up to a security camera. So the technician is going to be empowered with different skills to be able to offer those let's call it we call it opportunity density so that they can they can help you uh, consume technology in your private spaces okay it sounds like i'm going to need you guys sooner or later because because I, I now live on a, on a on a plot um which is apparently outside of anybody's anybody's vaguest idea of where we're going to have fiber in the next hundred and plenty years. Well, we can offer you satellite. And, and they keep telling me, uh, they keep, when I ask them, they keep looking at me and then everybody shakes head and goes, it's that last mile, <laughs> last mile. And I'm like, yeah. don't do miles. So we have a radio frequency, literally. So we've got, and I went from Midrand, one of the many reasons I loved Midrand, sort of 50 meg, 100 meg fiber line to a 10 meg radio line okay and as soon as the clouds come rolling in it all goes to hell in a handbasket but now that i would then be able to go so will my techie be a website an app how, how does it will i be able okay. to phone up my techie and go hey i need a techie well normally you would you can do that in the future but normally you would order your internet from your internet service provider who would have a relationship with my techie and they have a portal uh, which is basically the back end of our website, and they would dispatch a MyTechie to your house. But in future, you will be able to call MyTechie like you call an Uber or like you book an Airbnb yeah. should you need it. But they are, remember, MyTechie is not a service provider. They can't give you fiber in the rural uh, suburban areas because they, they just simply work for service providers. But what they can do is help you maximize the capacity of your radio link to make sure that it's the most efficient and that you can get the most out of it. And then ultimately, we'll be able to also tell service providers where there's a demand because ultimately it comes down to a business case. So we will be able yes. to help them understand that because the MyTechie is also going to be a salesperson. They will be technicians which we're hoping live and work in the in the in the area so they should be people living in the east of pretoria where you live and they'll know you and they'll have bras with you and they'll play soccer with your kids and they will say hey we need to get fiber in this area so and then they'll they'll be able to pre-sell it yeah. so that it gets not only sold and they will get the orders to put but it in this is okay so now this is where that where, where the whole uber thing comes is because it'll be closest to and even proximity for, for, yeah. even even for the the corporates it'll be the techies that are closest to whatever. So it's a, a proximity-based thing. Again. I call it the village technician. Okay. You know, when I was uh, starting out in the apprentice days, we had what we called outdoor techs. And they were the most important people in those outside, outside town areas because they, they knew everything about how everything had to work and how things, okay, they probably also knew about all the scandal as well. But they really did happen, <laughs> get things done in the, in the small towns. Yeah. And we've got to get back to that kind of artisanal apprenticeship, that kind of artisanal skill set and that kind of pride in in the technical side of our, our country and our businesses. Which I think is lacking. We'll get back to it because you've got another great initiative as well. David Watts on Mix 93.8.
My guest in studio tonight, founder of My Techie, Andre Hoffman. And uh, I wanted to find out about all the other bits and pieces that uh, you're doing there. But th- this might lead into where we're going with My Techie and, and, and what you're hoping to achieve here. Somebody's just messaged us. I have a Fiberfox Mini 6S splicer. Did I get that right? And assorted tools for sale that one of your guests, guys, might like to buy. Maybe there's a website where I can post details. So there we go. We're even turning into yeah. like an a, a, a auto trader <laughs> for technical things. No, absolutely. We, we have a website. It's mytechiesa.co.za and there's an info at mytechiesa.co.za so email. There's also techie at mytechiesa.co.za and you can talk to us about that. Um, we're very particular about test equipment. It's very important that we use the right test equipment. It's calibrated and it's not grey. Uh, but you know, there's lots of grey equipment out there that's um, fallen off the back of a bucky. Yeah. Uh, qualities in the DNA of our organisation, and we make sure our technicians are credible. They're trained, they're certified, and they're using the right test equipment. They have the right processes. Uh, but we do have a lot of uh, development guys who need help. So the technician needs to be independent. So they, they, there's many guys that do need like this. This this guy that's. Um, text in about his equipment that he might have might be very helpful to to a, a newly qualified technician that's got all the skills now but now needs the the kit needs the tools and we we, we try to facilitate that okay now i said we were going to move on i need to go back again so the the, the idea as well behind my tech in as you roll out is and and this is important you said qualities in your dna there's accountability and you mentioned it to being like an Airbnb or a, or an or an Uber, for example. So, would the customer then get to rate the techie? Absolutely. the 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 technician will get rated twice: once by the person paying for it, which is usually the telecom or the service provider type of customer. Yeah. They'll get a rating based on the completion that they've submitted with all the test results. Then they'll also get a rating from the consumer or the subscriber. That, uh, that whose house or business they're working in as to whether they were polite, they did a, they cleaned up afterwards, they were professional. So they get two ratings. Mm-hmm. And these ratings will be visible to anyone that wants to use them on the app or on the, uh, the website portal. So they will be rated out of five, just the same as an Uber or any, anyone else. And uh, you'll find that the, the, the technicians that are successful are the ones that are getting fours and fives uh, be consistently. We're okay. not saying that uh, some technicians might not make a mistake from time to time. They'll they'll be given mentorship. There is uh, guidance. There is team leaders. Uh, they will have lots of training available to them. We'll use technology like WebExes and the internet to train them. Um, so they're going to get support. They're going to get support, and we're here to develop as many of these technicians as possible. We, we're hoping also to have with every qualified technician out there coming into your house, one or two apprentices. In my day, we call them apprentices. Let's call them technical assistants. That is learning. The, the days of the appy is yeah. long gone, hey? and um, that's sad. It's kind of sad. I'm the fruit of exactly that training. Yeah. I did three, uh, actually four years of, of apprenticeship, uh, three years of apprenticeship until I was considered to be a technician in those days, able to work independently on shift. I did an extra year to get uh, the higher diploma, but 
in those days, you, we, I must honestly say, despite all the privileged background I have, I got excellent training, and I'm, I'm now here to give it back. I'm here to, to invest this back and to try and create an opportunity for our young South Africans of all colors to, to take advantage of the skills that we have and to build a new South Africa with the new middle class and people that can actually make a difference. You know what? And let's let's because that's such a nice segue to move into to to what we're going to talk about next. But I've got to tell you the idea, and a lot of people pull their noses up. But I mean, I've I've said it before, and I'm probably going to say it a whole lot more. South Africa, what we need is a vibrant and thriving middle class, and we need to uplift people to get into that middle class. You know, yeah, the upper class is fantastic, but a, a strong middle class, that's going to keep everything in line and going to keep this country ticking over. That's my belief. Well, we have to avoid the word class because it, 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 it creates a lot of uh, yeah. different things in people's minds. But let's, let's just call it economically viable to, to be able, you know, so many people almost all day I get uh, people coming through to me, Andre, have you got a job for me? Have you got a job for me? Any work, I'll be, I'll work in your garden, I'll work in your house. And and we're actually not offering jobs, we're offering opportunities. We're offering you an opportunity or technicians an opportunity to create jobs for other people. You become an employer. Um, the, the, the opportunity here in the fourth industrial revolution is not that we're going to get the jobs like I had you know, 30, 40 years ago when I qualified in 1980, uh, my father told me, Andre, go learn Afrikaans, join the debating society and get a job in government. Yeah. And, and fortunately, I was able to, to do that, although, uh, you know, I struggled in certain respects. But, you know, the, the kids today, they all try to do that and they all go to university. If you think about it, they, 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 those that get a matric, they stand outside the universities in long queues. They go get these degrees for three, four years. They come out of these degrees. Their parents have spent, I don't know, thousands, hundreds of thousands hundreds, of rand. Yeah. And then they can't find work. Mm. No one's employing people. They, don't, they, they maybe employ 10% of them. And that's the sad reality. So we need to create opportunities for them to use that skill, get experience, uh, work alongside an experienced person and start to replicate little businesses, small businesses in towns and in cities. Well, this is one of the things that that I want to get onto now because one of the things I always ask potential guests is, what are you doing? Because I'm a big fan of conscious capitalism. Uh, In other words, what are you giving back? What are you doing um, in order to you know, progress our country. So you've got something that you've launched as well called the Make a Difference Foundation. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I follow a number of people that inspire me. Um, obviously, people, uh, I follow them on YouTube like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett. And, and, a, and a particular guy that I follow is a guy called Strive Masiwa. He's mm-hmm. a, a Zimbabwean-born entrepreneur multi-billionaire telecommunications man and what inspired me about what he said was when you start your business start your foundation at the same time why not so my foundation is called the make a difference foundation you'll see on my uh, my hat here the hashtag is hashtag mad which <laughs> means make a difference or if you're in government it means make a decision we <laughs> intend to make a difference whether people like it or not we intend to make a difference and what that is the foundation is is it's aimed at youth development 
mm-hmm. in electronics to start with, robotics, artificial intelligence, software, basically trying to get the youth into preparing them for the fourth industrial revolution. Oh, we need it. I mean, so it's coming at us so quickly. I'm expecting uh, MyTechy and the other brands which we're launching in parallel with that uh, in the future to, to generate significant profit, which I intend through capitalism with a conscience to invest back into making a difference so that my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and everyone else's grandchildren and children can have a future, not just in South Africa, but in Africa. This MyTechie thing is actually going to be launched into six countries in Africa before the end of this year. We are taking this thing and we're going to push it as hard as we can because we want to leave a legacy. I don't want people to, you know, what happens in the telecoms industry is these guys with the big money come and they build big infrastructure and then they run away. Mm. We need to leave a legacy. Technicians that need to live and work and become part of, of the community, take ownership for it and be developed and become what we've called it the middle class, but let's call it economically viable so that they can educate their own children. They can educate themselves and they can feed themselves. I'm okay if somebody calls me middle class, really. <laughs> Seriously, don't have a problem with it. But I know what you're saying. Um, so economically viable people. Um, so talk to me and talk me through this as we wind down this evening. Um, so I've now, I've studied, I've got a diploma or whatever, or I've been working for one of these ICT companies, these telecoms companies. Uh, I've been retrenched, I've lost my job. I'm now sitting at home and I'm listening to this broadcast. Do I then get hold of you? And once I get hold of you, what then happens? What is the process? Are you looking for people? You must be. You said you were. Yes, we're definitely loading up yeah. in the startup phase. We're launching on the 31st of May, the application, and, there, and there's a specific reason. I'll tell you why the 31st of May. But if you are a technician, a qualified technician in, in the telecoms or IT space, and either you are under or unemployed or retrenched uh, and you're looking for an opportunity, there's no cost. You can... Go to the website, um, mytechiesa.co.za, and you'll see the, the process there. There's an email that you will send your CV to. We vet you, and we check your qualifications out. And if you're successful, once the app is launched, you will be able to download the app. And then we will be, we're, we'll also be onboarding service providers, like uh you know, those people that I mentioned, the open servers and telecoms and all the other comms. Um, there's lots of smaller guys that have got an enormous amount of work. They're very excited because they don't actually want to employ a lot of technicians, but they do want to have the skill available on demand. So you literally going to, you, you, you basically, it is, it's, yeah, it's Uber. Your model makes so much sense. Yeah. So you're putting providers along with uh, um, the guys that are able to do the job and, you then, out of that, you take off a very small percentage yes. in terms of your running costs, etc. Yeah, we we do have a small fee to sign up, but that gets taken off the first job. So there's no. Initially, we said you have to pay five hundred rand to sign up, but we've dropped all that. We're not taking any money from you. Uh, get involved, get your first job, and because we d- it, there is cost incurred in validating the person and getting all that done. Yeah, I can um, imagine. And then there's a cost for me to to run the app. The, the, but you know, we, we keep a small percentage. The, 80% of the money is going to the technician. My philosophy is, is stakeholder 
optimization. That means the customer, the employee, the agent technician, and the supplier and the shareholder must all get a fair deal here. We're yes. not here to 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 look for the best price and screw everyone to the bottom of the barrel. We had to make sure there's a fair distribution of the cookie all the way across. I don't even want to know, we're just talking about that, what that app has cost to develop so far. I do not want to know because I think we'd fall over because um, app development is not the cheapest thing. But you mentioned training and you mentioned access to equipment and is that part of the rollout? It's part of the rollout. So uh, to start off with, qualified technicians will have some skills and qualifications. But like anything, when I was qualified back in 1984, I was obsolete the very next day. You have to keep up to date. So we will have continued professional development. Every time there's a new technology that comes out in this field, we will have little micro courses available either from suppliers usually from suppliers, and we can try to make those available as easily as possible. We don't want people to drive all the way from Rustenburg to come to a course in Santon necessarily. We'll use the internet. So we, we create this opportunity density for technicians. If they've got five skills in their quiver we, and the, we look around them and see, well, there's another 15 things that you could do that would earn cash for you. If you do these additional 10 courses over the next whatever period of time, we set a calendar, they can then do them. Some of them might be at cost, some of them will be for free. It depends on what the supply. We're not here to make any money out of people's training courses. We make the training courses available. We ask all the training providers to get validated by our preferred professional association like the SAIE or the Institute of ICT Professionals of South Africa. Uh, so that the course is validated and uh, is a proper course. We can't afford people to, to have fly-by-night training. Mm-hmm. Like I said, quality is built into the DNA. When, when a customer places an order with MyTech, it's a guaranteed order. They must understand that the money that they're leaving with us and trusting with us for that work to be done, uh, will the work will be done to their satisfaction or the money will not be paid through to the technician. So the, the customer gets a guaranteed service. I can't wait for this to be to, to be rolled out to the public instead of just B two B because I think it's a fantastic idea. Andre, one more time, uh, just uh, in case anybody's missed it, if somebody's listening, they know somebody that is is a technician or they are themselves technicians. Where do we start this process? The website, mytechiesa.co.za is your first port of call. Okay, and that's Techie, T-E-C-H-I-E. Correct. We have a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. We have a Twitter. uh, We have a LinkedIn page as well. But many of the guys, if they want to find us on Facebook or directly on the website, um, they can also email me directly. It's my name, Andre.Hoffman at mytechiesa.co.za. Okay. But if they want to sign up, Techie at mytechiesa is the email address. And... Uh, we, like I said, we've got a, a lot of uh, interest on the Facebook MyTechy page as well, where a lot of people are following us. And this is a new thing, and people don't really understand it. They do understand Uber to some degree. Yeah. Some of them understand Airbnb to some degree. But I'm finding a lot of people don't understand this concept. Well, I, I was one of them because I also needed it to be drawn out in pictures for me like I was six. But... It's, it's phenomenal. So uh, on uh, Facebook, a lot of people on Facebook just look for my techie. Correct. It's there.
Fantastic stuff. Andre Hoffman, thank you so much for coming in tonight. We wish you all the best, every success. Um, as soon as we switch the microphones off now, I'm going to be bending his ear about getting my internet sorted out. You have yourselves a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back again next Monday between 6 and 8. David Watts on Mix 93.8.